Drums, please. Hey everybody, C-Note here, and welcome to the C-Note Audio Extravaganza. This is your host, Mr. Christian Rivera, bringing you the show that is like most of the songs in the holiday season, pretty creepy. So today, I wanted to talk a little bit about taking a mental health day. Um, what does that mean, uh, and how can you do it? The tricky part is that we have busy lives. We have things that we need to do. We have to get up and do them regardless. Kids are bugging us in the morning or we have to go to work or we have to go handle personal responsibilities, go to the DMV and get things done. But if you are having the worst possible day, what things can you do in the midst of your day that will allow you to feel as though you can take little mental health breaks as it were. And this isn't exclusive to anyone who has suffered from mental illness. This could be just generalized stress or anxiety. Uh, I, I would say that I am speaking to people who have uh, mental health difficulties because that's where I have personal experience in. Uh, but ultimately, the idea is to just give you some tools to be able to take little breaks throughout the day to recollect yourself and to push through without actually having to push through, actually taking breaks for yourself. So without further ado, let's go. <clears throat> All right, so I hope you guys are doing well. Um, for those of you new to the station, I will occasionally talk about mental health stuff. Uh, not really occasionally, probably more than anything, because with business, mindset is probably the most important thing that you have. You, Your focus, your energy, your ability to operate and to complete your work is paramount when it comes to mental health. And when I talk about mental health, I, you know, the thing that we need to break in terms of the stigma is realizing that everybody needs to take care of their mental health the same way that you go to the gym or don't go to the gym. <laughs> um, I mean, you feel it when you don't go to the gym, right? So it's the same way when you don't work out your brain, when you don't practice any kind of mindfulness. And I don't mean meditation. That doesn't necessarily mean that it has to be that, but, you know, taking time whatever your version of that is, because it is different for everybody, you know, whether that's going for a walk and um, listening to music or listening to your favorite album or something from when you were a teenager and brings you some sort of nostalgic joy. Maybe that's playing video games for you or, uh, you know, playing with your kids or something. I don't know. Whatever it is that t like turns off stress for you, that that is really where it is um, and brings you some sense of joy for a little while um, that and I'm not talking about like drugs that's not good either <laughs> a healthy thing that you can do to take care of yourself it's really it's it's self-maintenance it's self self-care it's not just about recovering from poor mental health it's maintaining good health it's making sure that you can retain focus and keep moving forward that's that's where it's at. Um, and I talk about it a lot because it's affected me throughout my life. Um, again, if you're new, I've been suffering from what I think is bipolar depression, like a lower form of it called cyclothymia. It hasn't been officially diagnosed, though my therapist suggested that cyclothymia is probably the thing, which is more of like a cyclical mood swing sort of thing 
think of like, think of a menstrual cycle, but maybe more erratic and, you know, without the, it's, it's, but like from a mood perspective, not like actual, you know, physical things going on. It's more like just, uh, it, it could be caused by triggers. It could be caused by, um, my environment. It could just be time for the next thing to come, uh, the, the next part of the cycle to come. And it's, it's a bit erratic. So it could happen over the course of a day, a week, a month, whatever. So for me, it is ex extra important to, to like build a routine and to take care of myself. I haven't been taking care of myself physically, which needs to change, uh, so that I can, you know, taking care of yourself physically is part of your mental health. It's part of making sure that you are getting good blow, uh, good, good blow, good blood flow. <laughs> I didn't realize that. Uh, never mind. Uh, good blood flow from to your brain and, um, that you can operate at a normal flow. I'm just like totally thrown off by that. <laughs> um, uh, and, and get yourself into situations that make you feel good. Um, so the, the next thing I'm going to read is I'm going to read something from like, a, a, it's an article somebody wrote on the, on the mighty.com, which is basically a blog site, but it's got some, a bunch of, uh, tweets from people or basically things that people use or do to maintain mental health or take a mental health break throughout their day that allows them to continue to move on. And I think it's important to share. So here comes. It's three time pro bowler and Super Bowl champion Keyshawn Johnson. I want to introduce you to my new show, all facts, no breaks. I'll be giving you the real reactions to the latest sports news and inviting guests in the sports and entertainment world to break it all down. Tune in and make sure you listen and subscribe on Spotify. Okay, so this article is titled 31 Ways to Take Care of Yourself If You Can't Afford a Mental Health Day. Um, this website had like a pop-up. First of all, if your website that has a pop-up, you're kind of a jerk, so you should probably fix that. <laughs> um... So I'll just, I'll just read it all the way through. Some days feel heavier than others when you're struggling with mental illness, but even on the most difficult days, we are often still expected to show up to life, to work or school to fulfill our responsibilities. That is why we asked our mighty mental health community to share with us some free or inexpensive ways to take care of yourself if you can't always afford to take a mental health day. When school and work and responsibilities and money hold us back, that's a bad sentence, you're a professional writer, <laughs> hold us back from taking the full day or days we might need to recenter and reground, small things throughout the day can help. Here is what they had to say. Um, so I'm going to read a bunch of these and it might take more than one segment, but here we go. Here's what they had to say. Uh, number one, I like to take the long way home sometimes just to get a few minutes to be alone with my thoughts because I'm constantly doing things for other people and sometimes just the quiet is nice or I'll walk to where I parked my car instead of just taking the train um, just to get a little bit more activity and burning off some ener nervous energy helps Laura G. So, you know, this is particular to any person, but if you have opportunities to take the long way home or to take a walk instead, um, I, that's a good way to get the blood flow going. And, um, yeah. Uh, and, and the other interesting thing here is like, I'm not going to do commentary for all of them, but, um, you know, since she works with people all the time, like that contrast is really nice too. So, I mean, maybe if you're someone that works alone all the time, like me, you know, getting some people time is nice because as much as you're an introvert, possibly, um, 
we all need social interaction. That's just part of the human DNA. Uh, okay, number two, sometimes I make a list of all my worries and then crumple it and throw it away. I'll treat myself to something small like a coffee or something sweet and text somebody I love. So writing things down is really good too. Who are speaking on a podcast. Number three, I use my break as a literal break from people. I find a quiet room and listen to music to recenter myself. I listen to albums all the time and music, like even when I am by myself, like I like going for a walk and listening to music. Swinging on a swing set and closing my eyes and pretending like I'm flying. Well, you know, that's cute. Hug someone, something, a person, a pet, a stuffed animal, a pillow, whatever you feel the most comfortable with might help you feel more connected to the real world. Just don't squeeze your pet. That's weird. They don't really like it as much as you think they do. Number six, using the pad of your thumb, press it into the creases of your ear, moving it around to give yourself an ear massage. Tap using pressure just under your collarbone and huff out from your belly. Repeat an affirmation in between the huff. That could be, I mean, that's kind of like, I feel like that's a version of like when kids hang up uh, upside down on the couch. Like I'm sure there's some part of them that like feels good doing that. So you like, just, I don't know, find some weird physical thing that feels good. A massage, a position, uh, a movement, um, stretching your back, cracking your back. Um, you know, putting, sometimes putting your arms above your head will kind of like, will just help with blood flow and you'll get kind of like a nice little jolt of energy. That's, I do that sometimes. Number seven, I have a Pinterest board titled Better Day with funny memes, cute animals, and anything that puts a smile on my face. Um, sometimes if you have a good Facebook community, you can do that too, where you're just kind of like, hey guys, I'm having a bad day, give me some memes. Uh, number eight, take ten minutes away from everyone. Go somewhere quiet, do some deep breathing, and repeat a mantra or two. So if you're into the mindfulness thing and doing like meditation and stuff, that's really good too. I'm not that kind of person, but if you have that, I think that's important. I made a playlist of all my favorite songs. Listening to it alters my mood, uh, even if it's just for a couple of hours. And yeah, that's a couple of hours is like a win. That's really good. Um, while recovering from a suicide attempt and living in a community residence, I taught myself to play the ukulele. Three years later, I still break it out if I'm having a tough day. Yeah, an instrument is really nice. Like I listen, I play music all the time as a method of, of therapy, or I do improv. And um, you know, playing music is like once you really get into it, you can't help but be in a mindfulness state. And sometimes that is considered mindfulness too, like giving yourself something you can focus on. Number 11, I usually read self-care books and books about my disorder. It's like having a therapist right next to you to give you tips and tricks to manage your disorder. Sometimes that's good. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it makes you feel weird. If you dive too deep into like looking into mental health stuff, like while you're dealing with negative depression, but sometimes it's good. Sometimes it gives you another thing to focus on. And we'll do one more. Look at cute videos of cats on YouTube or dogs or birds, whatever your preference is, but cute animals always give me that warm and fuzzy feeling people need, like a hug. And you know, if you're an animal person, that's your jam. We'll keep reading more in a second. All right, so we are on number 13, music and reorganizing things. It helps me calm down and refocus and channel my mental health my bad mental health day into something productive. And then uh, then when I feel like I've done something productive, I feel a lot better about myself. I find it particularly helpful when I'm having a lot of anxiety because it helps refocus that anxious energy into something else. Or when I feel a manic episode coming on and I know that the energy needs to get released, it helps me focus so that I don't get go on a spending spree. That's a good good way to put it because I, I, I do that all the time the manic spending spree or doing anything that's like undisciplined um, 
and focusing that on anxiety, like sometimes you're so focused on like you're trying to do one particular thing and you get stuck, uh, you know, sometimes shifting gears and doing something else will kind of allow you to, to get that win, you know, to feel like you've done something productive that will um, give you that endorphin boost to, to go and do the next thing or even come back to the thing you were trying to do before and and um, and kill it. Number 14, I just let myself take a little extra time in the mornings to sit and breathe. It helps calm me down and relax. Then I go through the morning routine. Once I mindlessly get into my routine, it's easier to just get it done. And and, and it's important uh, to give yourself a morning routine where you can, where it is automatic. You know, you're not trying to be like, you know, where's my hairbrush? Where's this? Where's that? You have things kind of in place and you know where to find them. And it's kind of quick and easy to... Just get into a zone and, you know, start taking care of yourself. I did that this morning where I trimmed my beard, I shaved a little bit and just kind of cleaned up and, um, you know, took my time to brush my teeth. I have a mechanical brute toothbrush now, so I have to like take a little longer to brush my teeth, um, which is nice, actually. It's something that forces me to like slow down when I'm going too fast. Sometimes my morning routine, when I'm going too fast, it's like, it's like those guys at a stoplight that you're at the stoplight together and then they rush or they try to cut you off and then you end up meeting them again at the next light. <laughs> it's like, there's no reason for you to go like super fast. Number 15, I keep quotes or funny images on my phone and I scroll through them every time I have a second to keep my thoughts calm. Uh, yeah, it's good. You know, keep surrounding yourself with positive things. You know, sometimes we scroll, uh, Facebook or news sites and we're just riddled with bad news. Like we need to have places where we can get good things and, um, and, and put that in our brains. Number 16, when I'm at school, I take frequent bathroom breaks, quote unquote, to give me a second to walk around and recollect my thoughts. This is especially useful if you're like an extreme introvert and you don't like being around people or being in class is difficult. I had a difficult time just being in class. I would always be at the end, the back end of the class and, um, not want to deal with any of that stuff, any people. Um, or I just always feel like I was being watched or something. Number 17, I usually take frequent breaks at work, not getting up or moving around breaks, just quietly listening at my desk without actively working. I make a couple, a uh, cup of tea and do some deep breathing exercises, especially if I'm particularly anxious that day. Yeah, just, I mean, I think it's realistic to expect that if you're at work, like take breaks, like being a part of being a professional is knowing when to take breaks, to be able to listen to yourself and know when you're like too anxious, like we're not built to sit around all day. <laughs> That's just not, it's not our natural speed. We have to kind of separate ourselves physically, like our primal selves from the modern world sometimes and realize that we need to get up and move around and take breaks and we're not meant to stare at a screen all day. Speaking of which, I have to turn down my brightness because it's too much. <laughs> Every routine, I go for walks because active, being active is good for the brain and taking some time to, to uh, to take a relaxing stroll and get out is therapeutic. Yeah. And experience nature, you know, look at the trees and like, look at the position of the sun in the sky and find interesting spots. Go take photography, uh, take photos or something, you know, sometimes that can help you too. Number 19. I like to sit and listen or watch my favorite comedians and cook myself a meal. Sometimes just pick up, pick up a paintbrush, pick some colors and paint away. Painting is good. Um, I love stand-up comedy, so that always puts me in a good mood. And um, I'm not much of a cook, but when I do get into a zone and I know what I'm doing, it can be a bit cathartic. Like, I can understand why people really love cooking. I don't, <laughs> but I can understand why why people get into that. I'll do one more real quick. Number 20. 
give myself permission to do what feels good. Go out to lunch, get M&Ms from the vending machine. Don't get M&Ms from the vending machine. Wear my favorite perfume or oil. Wear my softest sweater. Listen to my favorite songs. You know, yeah, I mean, treat yourself, essentially. I mean, M&Ms are not good for you, so probably don't do that. But go out to lunch, you know, wear something nice, feel good. All right, number 21, take a shower, paint your toenails, read a book, watch your favorite movie, wash your face, play your favorite music. Set time aside to make yourself feel valued. Do something that makes you feel good or happy. The value is important. Like something, like taking a shower will kind of make you feel shiny and new. You know, sometimes wear something a little bit extra. Um, you know, reading your favorite book or movie or watching a movie, even washing your face is like a simple action that can kind of refresh you for just a little bit those little things are, are really important number 22 nature i love the forest it's a nice way to escape reality into actual reality um even better when someone you love is by your side yeah i mean go for a walk and again enjoy the trees and the way things feel like get in tune with nature get some vitamin d on your face pause Number 23, Dr. Teal's Epsom salts. I like lavender. <laughs> Even if baths freak you out, soaking your hands. Does bath, do baths freak people out? I guess they could. If you've watched the first Nightmare on Elm Street, I could see why baths would freak you out. Even if bath freaks you out, <laughs> freak you out, soaking your hands, feet is still great. The scent and the warm water help bring my mind back to reality. Yeah, those are nice. It's another version of, of meditating, I would say. Uh, number 24, I jot down my anxious thoughts in the notes in my phone or in my journal app. I write down what I'm feeling because it provides me with some kind of release of the feelings. I don't have my phone. Obviously, pen and paper works just fine. Um, yeah, just, again, writing it down, getting it down, even just speaking like an audio log or something or, you know, having someone to talk to, just getting your actual thoughts out there, not your filtered pretend thoughts, like what you're really thinking. Get it out there in a blog or just write it, you know, without any intended purpose, just, just start going. Number 25, I ended up getting a Mac, uh, movie pass account, paying $10 a month to be able to watch a free movie every day. As weird as it sounds, it's helped me a lot because it's a free escape on days when I'm feeling down or just need to get away without spending a ton of money. I need to get on that. I've heard about that movie pass thing. I got to see what that's all about. Um, I like going to the movies by myself. I know a lot of people are weird about it or going out to eat by themselves. Like, no, it's great. It's like treating yourself. It's the same thing as like going on a spa day. Like that's no different. It's totally fantastic. Especially these days with like the bigger reclining seats, like you're not next to someone uh, so blatant, so obviously anymore. So, you know, you've got some room to feel like you're there by yourself. 26, honestly, take a nap. Sometimes you just need to turn off and drift away from the world and it's people for an hour. If you're capable of napping and you have the time to nap, by all means, I don't think I've napped in years. Uh, I'm not good at sleeping during the day. 27, I make myself unreachable. No mobile phone, no laptop, no SMS, no email, no social media, no visitors at my house. I don't attend any events or meet up with any people. I just stay at home and chill with me, eat, watch DVDs, listen to uplifting music, sleep. Those are great on the weekends. Uh, maybe not something you can do during the work weekday. That's pretty much taking a full mental day off. But, um, you know, another thing you could do is like, for your morning routine, just stay away from your phone, you know, maybe use it as your alarm and then turn it off. Don't take it into the bathroom with you. Um, and just keep yourself focused on you for like the half an hour to an hour or however long it takes you to get ready in the morning. Like that's your time for you and you can disconnect that way. 
Um, and most of the time, most things can wait. You know, you don't need to answer people right away. Like my dad was just sent a question mark text message. Like he needed me to respond to something. And I said, I'll get back to you in a minute. <laughs> um, number 28, I write everything in my diary and it does help me a lot. Coloring also also helps. Yeah. Those are like cathartic things. You know, sometimes cleaning is a very cathartic thing too. Number, number 29, when I'm short on cash and time, I try to sit outside and watch clouds, notice the smell of the air, watch birds or squirrels, just something to give my mind a break from the constant dark thoughts and stress. Um, yeah, I mean, you don't need to be short on cash to do that. Just do that whenever you want, you know? Number 30, uh, I keep a yoga mat in my office when I need a break. To, I put on my phone on Do Not Disturb and inform my coworkers. I'm taking a 5 to 15 minute break. Turn off the lights and stretch or just relax quietly. I also keep rescue remedy essential oils and a diffuser on my hand on hand. I I don't really know what the stuff with that essential oil thing is, but like, you know, whatever. Everybody's got their thing, so enjoy it. <laughs> um 31, my ESA dog Chubbs. He has been with me through everything. Just hanging out with him and loving him calms me down immensely. Couldn't do it without him. I'm a little jealous of people who like can be dog people because I don't get that from them, but <laughs> you know, whatever. All right. And lastly, um, one big tip, which is just going to be mine. This is, this is stuff that I do. I, I, the number one thing that I do is I leave my phone on silent all day long, all day. <laughs> um, I know that sounds crazy to a lot of you, but I am not a slave to anything. Uh, so I make sure that I'm not being distracted or disrupted by the buzzes of the phone. Try it for like a few days. If you just put it on silent for a few days and then realize, then put it back on vibrate and you realize how disruptive and intrusive it really is to get vibrations throughout the day. It's like, it's like you're being trained like a dog to, you know, get a treat or to, to, you know, look at something on command. And that's just a really weird feeling after a while. So I keep my phone on silent. Worst case is like I miss a phone call and I can call back. Uh, if it's important, they'll leave a voicemail. Most people will text me these days and I'm making the decision to respond back to them when I want to. And I know that's a mindset, mindset shift for people because we, um, many of us are codependent and <laughs> we realize that we, we feel that we need to respond to people right away or that we need to uphold certain social standards by being available every second of every day. I hear people like, they're like, oh, I woke up at four o'clock in the morning because somebody called me. Like, why is your phone on? Why is it on any kind of mode where you could hear it? Like, unless you're awaiting some emergency, like you should not have your phone on, th that you're doing that to yourself and that needs to stop. So I, I highly suggest that just put your phone on silent throughout the day, especially when you're working. If you're trying to focus on something on your laptop or whatever, like put your phone on silent, put it on your desk face down. Or if you want to be able to, you know, see if someone's calling, just put it face up on your desk. And then when someone calls, it'll, the screen will light up, but you don't have to be, you don't have to respond to every Twitter notification or everything, or just go through into your individual apps and turn off notifications. But I find that just putting it on silent or do not disturb, or not do not disturb, but just put it on silent is the best way to just kind of mitigate those distractions and disruptions 
because those shifts in mood, especially for someone like me, like I said, someone with cyclothymia, which is low grade bipolar disorder, anything could trigger a shift in mood. So I can get a notification from my ex-wife or get, um, some sort of news notification and that could shift my day. And I don't want to have to deal with those things when I'm not ready to deal with them. You know, if I'm, um, if I'm in a situation where I'm act, you know, and, and you're essentially choosing when to check the notifications on your phone, you know, so you could set an alarm and just check it every half an hour instead of looking at it every two seconds. I think our phones are a big part of a lot of the anxiety that we, um, experience because it's tied to a lot of social stigma and expectations that people don't voice properly. Um, and that we feel like we have to give more socially than we really have to, um, and, and be at the beck and call of other people. And that's just not true. You don't necessarily have to do that. So, um, I would suggest that that's my big tip. Put your phone on do not disturb or silent throughout the day, especially if you're working so that you can get those, you can focus on what's in front of you because part of mindfulness and taking care of your mental health is being present. And if your brain is scattered, if you're dealing with multiple things at once, then you can't really, you can't really focus on giving yourself the best mental focus that you can. I hope that makes sense. Um, so give, give it a try. I would love to hear if you give this a try and put your phone on silent for a few days and then take it off of silent and feel the difference. Just trust yourself. Listen to, listen to your brain <laughs> and how it's reacting. Um, and just kind of conduct a scientific experiment on yourself and then report back to me and let me know how it is, because I will assure you, you will feel a thousand times better like that. And, you know, texting while driving are things that when I stop doing those things or when I rather I have my phone more of eye level now, when I put it lower than that, you realize how dangerous it is and how terrible it is. So, you know, conduct those little experiments on yourself and see what feels good and stick with that and, you know, continue to strive to be better because you can be better. I believe in you. Bonus tip also related to your phone to give yourself, um, one of those either, either I know the iPhone has a built in these days. I think a lot of phones have it built in these days to be able to lower the amount of blue light on your phone, especially as it gets later in the day. I use an app called twilight, which gives me more control over it. Um, but essentially you change the temperature of your phone screen to, uh, uh to reduce eye strain. And now for me, I have glasses and it's, you know, additional, um, issues with that. But for me, if I'm looking at my phone and straining my eyes or focusing in and out too much, I start to get headaches and that starts to affect my day as well. So, you know, basically if you, if you're aware of anything that might give you any kind of negative effects as well, like looking at your phone too much, not cleaning your glasses. Um, if you have to deal with a certain type of coworker or you have the opportunity to avoid a certain type of coworker, um, then do so, you know, avoid the bad things as well, uh, especially on those difficult, um, mental health days or, or find long-term solutions. You know, don't always just put a patch on something, try to find ways to adjust your environment to allow for greater change so that you're not 
affected by that day by day. One big thing for me at office buildings is the fluorescent lighting. Um, and that's why <laughs> that's part of the reason why I try to move up the ranks at businesses, because then I can have an office and I can turn off the lights. <laughs> that's all I want. That's the only reason I would want to move up the ranks at a business so I can have an office and turn off the lights because the fluorescent lighting in the middle of a floor is always the worst. Like right now I'm, there's no lights on in the apartment. I have a window open with some natural light and that's it. And it feels really good. Um, it, you know, too much of that, that artificial lighting, whether it's from your phone or from fluorescent lighting is just, it's the worst. I've always been, my eyes have always been sensitive to light. So it gives me a headache pretty badly, but I, I you know, it might be different for, uh, for people, but for me, fluorescent lights are effing terrible. And I just, ugh, ugh. so little things like that, if you can make changes in your environment, you know, I, I never liked being around dogs. Sorry, dog people, but living or sharing an environment with dogs was always a problem. I had a previous job <clears throat> and it was my fault for not voicing it. I had a previous job where people would bring their dogs to the office and the dogs would bark at new people or I would walk by an office and the dogs would bark at me and it would affect me negatively. And, um, I never told them and I should have told them it wasn't a day to day thing because I wasn't at the office every day. And maybe I didn't feel like my, my point was valid because um, cause I was only there once a day, once a week. Um, but you know, I, I should have voiced my opinion and, uh, that's, that's important too. You know, you got to speak up when you want something to change, when you want something better in your life. Um, sometimes it's as simple as that. And I'm sure they would have accommodated me or found some way to do that. It was just, it was not good. I didn't like it. And, uh, it affected my work and ultimately led to me not being there anymore. So make the changes in your environment that you need to and allow yourself to feel better. So I hope you guys have a good day. Okay. Bye. Hey everybody. I want to thank you guys for listening to the CEDO audio extravaganza. If you would like to go to hi, my name is Christian.com. You can sign up for my newsletter where you'll get the written version of the podcast and uh, follow me on rival my design on all the social channels and all that good stuff we can chat and have ourselves a jolly good time wherever it is that i am so i really appreciate it and um thank you guys i hope you have a good one